the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, followed closely by your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host, and that would be me, Greg Britton, with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire area of Southern California, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And if that doesn't say domestic terrorist, I don't know what does. We are pleased today to welcome back to the show Steve Frank, who is probably knows more about California politics than anyone else. Um, his friend Tom Del Vaccaro describes, says he's been around since the Beatles, not the singing group, the life form. And uh, the way I, I describe Steve is uh, he not only knows where all of the skeletons are in California politics, he knew the guys before they were skeletons. And uh, but notwithstanding his uh, political connections, he is a conservative warrior for our cause. And we're always pleased to have him on the show, as well as he's going to be speaking Thursday night at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. So welcome to the show, Steve. Well, thank you very much. I need to update your your comments about me knowing where the bodies are buried Uh, about a year and a half ago. The Board of Supervisors of Ventura County, where I live appointed me as a member of the Board of Trustees of the Simi uh, Valley Historic Cemetery. So Mm. not only do I know uh, who the bodies are buried, but now I have a place to bury them. Uh, Always convenient in in, in politics. Well, we come off the... um, Actually, I'm going to start before we start there. And then I found this on your website, which people should see if they are interested in California politics. It is uh, capoliticalreview.com. And every day there's a whole series of new articles, a lot of you, many of which you have written about what's going on and what the uh, politicians and the Democrats in Sacramento are doing more to us rather than rather than for us. But the question is, and you know the answer, Steve, so you, you can give it, is what's the difference between the Titanic and California? Well, the people in the Titanic knew they were going down and tried to save themselves. The people in California are not trying to save themselves. Yeah. And the other difference is when uh, the Titanic went down, its lights were still on. Well... I hadn't thought about that, but that's for sure. And by the way, if you're going to keep your lights on in California from last year to this year, the cost of electricity has doubled throughout California. So it's more expensive to try to keep the lights on, which is why people are either fleeing the states or going in the uh, staying in the dark. And, uh, of course, we're now going to get rid of all of our gasoline-powered vehicles, and they're going to be banned after 2035, and only electric vehicles, which we can't even have enough. We don't have enough electricity now for our electric, the electric vehicles and everything else that runs on electricity. Well, it goes beyond that, uh, Greg. As we just found out through the uh, snowstorm in Buffalo and throughout the uh, uh, Northeast, Electric vehicles don't do well at all in cold weather. In many cases, they don't even start, uh, even being fully charged. So if you live in an area like Mammoth or Big Bear, which Big Bear is not too far from where you are, Greg, uh, or if you're in Yosemite or in El Dorado County or many other places or Castaic area, the grapevine, uh, your electric vehicle may strand you. Yep. And uh, 
I was just I read recently that uh, someone tried to drive their electric vehicle from in Wyoming from Cheyenne to someplace else, 187 miles, and it took 15 hours with the recharges that were necessary along the way. Well, one of the things is at higher elevations, uh, electric vehicles don't work very well. But all of this doesn't matter. None of this matters. As you may know, we just had an infrastructure bill, $1.2 trillion, signed by Biden, uh, uh, supported by Republicans in the state, in the U.S. Senate. And one of the uh, major portions of that infrastructure bill, starting in 2028, which is five years from now, you're going to find that every electric vehicle in the country that is being produced will have to have a kill switch. Now, then you're going to ask, well, what does that mean? That means that the government will be able to determine if you are driving appropriately and the government, without a hearing, without appeal, without notice, will turn off your car. So if you're driving uh, from Redlands up to Big Bear and you're on that winding road up Big Bear, uh, the government can strand you and you won't be able to move. Uh, worst part of all of this is since we have a, a, a shortage of electricity and energy in this country, especially in California, what's going to happen is they're going to government's going to ration you. And maybe you'll be allowed to drive five or seven hundred miles in your vehicle. And once you hit that magic number that the government sets, you will again have the kill switch used by the federal government to strand you wherever you are. Yeah, I'm just I'm just glad that at least thus far the kill switch applies to the vehicle and not the driver. I hadn't thought about that. And of course, we know in Canada right now, their veterans administration are telling people who are uh, veterans and are ill, uh, you know, we do give medical assistance for euthanasia. And instead of that wheelchair, uh, which one lady's been waiting uh, for an electric a a, uh, a lift for her wheelchair. Uh, five years, and another man's been waiting for 18 years, another veteran, for an upgraded wheelchair, 18 years, and yet they're being told, well, why don't you just kill yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and in related news, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, a.k.a. Castro Jr., announced a new nutritious snack food called Soylent Green. Uh, that, that's a good one. And, of course, they have this... Uh, uh, a trial of a psychologist who criticized a member of parliament, just as you and I have criticized members of Congress and the Senate. I'm not an attorney. You are. And uh, if the Canadian rule was held, you would not be able to practice law until you took a sensitivity uh, uh, training class retraining class and passed it. And this psychologist uh, uh, is no longer able to practice in Canada until he takes that class and admits he was wrong and that he apologizes for his criticism of a member of, par- of the Canadian Parliament. Re-education camp. I mean, we, we have some fun with this. I mean, we're, we're kind of a little bit tongue-in-cheek with some of these things, these excesses. But this is, I mean, this is this is really serious stuff and um, a little bit different than the direction I was going to go. But I, I'm not sure there's a, ever an example in history where the rulers of a country have set out of a state or Canada, the whole country, the state of California, have set out as a goal to make life worse for the citizens. Well, a- actually, Greg, if you've noticed uh, the Twitter files, uh, of Elon Musk. I think it was Greg Gutfeld the other night who said that Elon Musk bought a criminal syndicate when he bought Twitter. And uh, it has turned out that way. As we now know, the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, and a whole bunch of other CDC and a whole bunch of other agencies have been lying to us, uh, censoring us illegally uh, through social media. And my one concern about all this stuff coming out about the so-called Twitter files, why aren't we mentioning the Facebook files? Why aren't we seeing what was done with Facebook 
to censor us. Why only Twitter? Right, because uh, Elon Musk doesn't have enough money. To, at least doesn't want to spend it to uh, to buy Facebook. But well, if, if he um, waits about if he waits about two or three more weeks, Facebook will become affordable. Hmm. Up, from your lips to God's ears. Um, couldn't happen to a nicer uh, plutocrat in in, uh, in in Mark Zuckerberg. But yeah, you're right on every front. They want every whether it's trying to put us in electric cars that don't work, they're more expensive, less reliable, that the government control, trying to suppress freedom of speech of Americans. Um, you can talk about water is you know, a lot of rain right now, but the water's flowing out, going to flow out to the Pacific, and it's not going to get stored for the. When, is, when we when we have less rain than normal? Well, the big thing is, yesterday I saw a story out of Sacramento that they're now concerned about the endangered salmon, that there's not enough water for them. So it looks like we're going to get even less water for people and farmers and more water for the salmon. And uh, they're setting up the foundation for that argument uh, sometime in the spring. So, um Maybe this is a good, this is a good point to uh, take a commercial break. And so the, the question we come back with is, okay, yeah, we had really disappointing election results in California for the most part, and even nationally. Uh, can we do anything about it? And we'll see what your answer to that question is after this word from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me at 951-252-2027. That's 951-252-2027. One last time, day or night, area code 951-252-2027. Or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we see every day, every hour, the need for people to uh, step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office. If you want little things like a free country, borders, uh, decent schools, enough water, enough electricity, and so on. And if you don't want a kill switch in your vehicle that we talked about in our first segment. I'm uh, pleased to have with us today uh, Steve Frank, who is a guru of uh, polit- uh, California politics, as well as a conservative warrior for our cause. And you can find his very good work at CAPoliticalReview.com. I encourage you to uh, not only read that, but subscribe to his uh, daily newsletter. So we were talking about something, you know, a little bit tongue in cheek about how just, just how the problems we face and the malfeasance of Democrat controlled government. Um, what can we do? Is is there any reason to be optimistic oh, here in I, California? I, I think there is. In the uh, November 2022 election, uh, throughout the state, conservatives took over school boards. Uh, conservatives uh, uh, ran decent races, great races for city council and local office. And that's really how we're going to change the state. You don't change it in Sacramento. You start at City Hall and at the Board of Education. And we need to begin the practice today of finding candidates for the uh, November 2024 elections for city council and school board, mayor and, and other local offices so that we're able to take over city council, take over the school boards. Down in San Diego, um, excuse me, Orange County, in the uh, San Juan Capistrano Unified School District, conservatives took over the school uh, school district. 
And that was on November 8th. On December 22nd, about uh, six weeks later, they held an emergency school board meeting and they fired the superintendent of the school board who had been promoting uh, critical race theory and sexual grooming in this very large district. Now, the really interesting thing is the superintendent is a left is a liberal leftist uh, Democrat, but her name is Superintendent Brulte. She's hmm. the wife of former state senator Jim Brulte, and they fired her on December 22nd uh, after they took over. And these type of things are going on all over the state, down in Temecula, not far from where you are. Uh, they took over the school district. And the, one of the first things they did, I think on the night they were sworn in, the new school board uh, banned critical racial theory, racism, to be taught in their uh, school uh, school district. And so we can make the changes on the local level. And then we build up leaders and train leaders from the local level to start running for legislative office and statewide office. But it starts at the bottom. One last thing. One thing we have to do is, is give a prayer and a eulogy for the death of the California Republican Party. It no longer is a viable institution uh, uh, working on behalf of Republicans or conservative values. It's there just because the law says it has to be there. Uh, it's not a viable operation uh, to help candidates. They raised several hundred thousand dollars in the name of Parents Revolt to help change the school boards in the state. That's great. But they didn't endorse any school board candidates until the 22nd of October, and they never gave a dime, not a dime, to any of the candidates who are running for school board. That money all went to overhead and salaries of the CRP. So we need to recognize that we need to do things uh, uh, locally. Uh, Tom Hayden used to have a phrase uh, where he said, uh, 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 act globally, think locally, and we need to think locally. Absolutely. We've had Pastor Tim Thompson, who organized uh, IE Family Pack, which was instrumental in helping in Temecula. And they, they ran a slate of seven school board candidates in his area, Temecula, Marietta. They won five of the seven races. And they would have won a six, except there was another conservative in one of the races that split the vote, letting the establishment union-backed candidate win. So you're absolutely right. That's the, that's the, there is success there. How about there was an art we talked about it last week on the show. Um, the article was in the California Globe, not quite as good source, but not quite as good as CA Political Review for California politics about Josh Hoover, who won an assembly race in his district, which is northeast of Sacramento, and the registration edge in that district is a negative 5.63%. In other words, the percentage of Democrats registered minus the percentage of Republicans registered is a negative 5.63%. He was outspent by about three to one, four to one, and he still managed to win that district. Well, uh, first of all, full disclosure, um, I'm good friends with Josh Hoover. He was chief of staff for uh, Kevin Kiley as an assemblyman. And when Kiley ran for governor, I was the political director uh, for Kiley's uh, race for governor in the recall. And through that, and I had already known Josh uh, through my newsletter and working with him on information coming from uh, Sacramento. And Josh Hoover understood one thing about politics. It's all local. And he believed in grassroots politics still believes in it. And he won, even though outspent uh, by a minimum of three to one, he uh, he spent $1.7 million. His opponent uh, spent directly $4.3 million, not including monies from independent expenditure committees on behalf of Ken Cooley, who was a five-term incumbent. So he beat an incumbent. He beat an incumbent who outspent him three to one, and uh, he won only because of his uh, 
willingness to walk precincts and put together a grassroots operation. He depended on that rather than uh, TV ads and radio ads. He had some of those, but it was the door to door showing he cared and wanted to listen to the uh, we we will win seats. Uh, not too far from where you are is the 71st Assembly District, which is half Orange County and half uh, uh, Riverside. In that race, the California Republican Party helped raise money and supported a man by the name of Matt Rain, who is a, a Temecula City Council member, who is an eight-time donor to, Oprah, uh, to uh, Barack Obama, obviously a liberal, tried to claim to be a conservative Republican. He outspent Katie Sanchez of Mission Viejo by five to one. And Katie Sanchez still beat Matt Rain. Uh, and that was because she also uh, used grassroots door-to-door precinct operations to win. If we go door-to-door, we will pick up the votes. Yeah, and there's, there's a, in our part of Redlands, a funny district, it goes all the way from Palm Springs down the 10 freeway. It's the, uh, which one is it? That is 47. And then it goes into South Redlands, where I live. And... Greg Wallace there, this is a negative 6.39% registration edge district. He won by a whopping 85 votes. Well, Greg Wallace is the former chief of staff to Chad Mays. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't running as a conservative. And when you look at his ads and all, he wasn't even running as a Republican. And he made clear that it was more of a Democrat than a Republican. and. uh, the good news on his part is at least he will uh, be one of 18 Republicans out of 80 members of the state assembly. 75% of the state assembly, a little bit over, are Democrats. And the same goes for the state Senate. So I'm glad that Greg Wallace won, but I wouldn't count on him as a vote in the Republican caucus. No, I, I, my view of him was Chad Mays 2.0. Correct. But it raises an interesting question. How much leeway should we as conservatives give Republicans who are running in tough districts? So because the Democrats do that is they'll give their if they're running in a Republican state or a Republican district, they'll give their they'll give their Democrats some leeway to win the district. Well, the old theory was, and I still agree with it. If it's a close margin in the Assembly, State Senate, or Congress, the uh, only vote that counts, the only vote is the vote for leadership, for uh, speaker or uh, majority leader uh, in the U.S. Senate or or for president of the State Senate. So if we were at uh, 4139 Republican, then I would go all out to support Greg Wallace winning because he would then vote for the Republican for Speaker of the State Assembly. When it gets this low, you can be saying one more or less really doesn't matter if they're going to be a vote for the Democrats, and that doesn't matter, so you leave them alone. I wouldn't help him. I wouldn't hurt him. Let him uh, do his thing. If he wins, he wins. If he loses, he loses. It doesn't affect politics in California at all. Okay. Any other thoughts on the recent election that um, anything, anything we can say, yep, here's some trend. There's some people are starting to wake up in some way to what the Democrats are doing to them in California. Actually, on a state level in California, no. Interestingly enough, all of the statewide candidates, except for Lonnie Chan, who spent a lot of money and got endorsed by Democrats and media, every candidate from Mark Muser for Senate uh, Brian Dolly for for uh, governor, our tenant governor candidate, our assembly, our uh, attorney general candidate who spent two million bucks. They all got between 40 and 41 percent of the vote. So it didn't matter how much they spent. It was just a 40 to 41 percent Republican vote statewide. And at the same time, we lost one assembly seat and we lost one uh, Senate seat and we picked up one congressional seat. Leave it there for this segment. Uh, Steve, you can stay with us for a little while longer here today, and we'll carry on the discussion back after this. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me at 951-252-2027. That's 951-252-2027. One last time, day or night, area code 951-252-2027. Or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And uh, the model of the show is that of the, the most important political office is that of the private citizen. And we need people to step up and fulfill those obligations if you want to keep a free country. And as uh, Benjamin Franklin said to Mrs. Powell, keep the republic. We're pleased to be joined this week by Steve Frank, who is a conservative warrior and a guru of California politics. Uh, you can find his very good work and reporting at CAPoliticalReview.com. And I encourage everyone, if you're not already, to not only read that, but subscribe to his uh, daily political newsletter. The way I describe Steve is uh, he not only knows where all the uh, skeletons are in California politics, uh, he knows where the, he knew the guys before they were skeletons. And it's the first segment that he's now in charge of a cemetery in his area, so he now has a place to bury the, the <laughs> skeletons once they, are, once they meet their demise in California politics. And also joining us for this half hour is D uh, Doug Hauser, who is with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, United IE Coalition, and was a major player in, the, in California school choice and in that initiative effort, which came up short. But uh, we'll be back at it again, hopefully for 2024. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the show, Doug. Thank you. Uh, I forget how long it was. It was four years ago. It was eight years ago. Now, you, uh, Steve, you ran for the chair of the California Republican Party. You and uh, Travis Allen were challenging the establishment candidate uh, Jessica Patterson, and uh, I still believe that was a stolen election for the first time they went to secret electronic balloting and of course you have no idea what the computer is doing with the votes behind the scenes behind the screen uh, when you have that kind of voting if you were the chair today what would you do well the first thing i would do is set up a real voter registration operation we will continue to lose in the state of california because the democrats continue to register voters, and the uh, Republican Party doesn't. To give you a number, in the last four years, the state Republican Party has only registered under 5,000 people in the whole state of California. Oh, uh, the chair claims that she has registered over 500,000. And when you look at it, this is how she gets the number. So, Doug, if you move from uh, Rialto to Fontana, you're going to have to re-register. She's just created a new Republican. If uh, your wife changes her last name, 
she has to re-register. She's new, created a new Republican that take uh, this, this stolen valor of voter registration. And the reason we keep losing and that Calvert and Obanalti in your area is going to be under deep trouble in 2024 is Republican Party still isn't registering voters and the Democrats have continued to register voters. So registration is one. Second, when money is given to the state party for parent revolt to change school boards, I would spend it on that, not on salaries and overhead of the CRP. I think it's obnoxious and unethical for the state party to take money under one guise and spend it on themselves instead. I think those are the two major things I would do just to start on the first day. The last thing is I would allow conservatives to have a voice in the state party, which currently they don't. Is there is there an agenda could that the, the, the Republican Party could advance that would would get beyond? We talked about the threshold, basically a statewide Republican gets about 40, you know, maybe a little higher percentage of the vote election after election after election. Is there an agenda or a and or a means of communicating that agenda that could get beyond that? That could bring over another, get 10% of the uh, MPPs or Democrats that are now voting Democrat, and you get 11% of them, and now you got a 51% majority. We need to be bold. We need to go to those communities that are harmed by the Democrat community. Uh, the farm community for the lack of pesticides and water, uh, to the minority community being held back and being demeaned day in and day out by the uh, Democrat agenda. We need to be able to go to other communities, uh, such as the uh, uh, the workers who don't want to pay bribes in order to work and say, you're you're being extorted by a union promoted by the Democrats and your dem- your dues are not going to make your life better, but to control you. So we need to be bold instead of being wimps about our message. Uh, we need to. And the last thing is we need to stop preaching to the choir. We need to go out to the uh, organizations uh, like the NAACP, uh, the Latin American Grocers Association. We need to go to union members and say, we represent your views, not the Democrat Party. Uh, I I love speaking to Republican conservative groups, but I I really love speaking to liberal and Democrat groups because that gives me an opportunity to explain why the Democrats have made your group, your liberal Democrat group, a victim of government. I agree with Steve 100% on that. Um, I grew up in New York. And I grew up in a neighborhood that had a significant minority population. And my absolute fervent belief, understanding, knowledge is that minority people want the same things that majority people want. And that is safe neighborhoods, low gas prices, and a good education system for their children. Those three things, I have yet to meet anybody that's anybody of any race, ethnic, religion, political persuasion who says, I don't want those things. Okay, Nobody. And we have to show how the Democrats have utterly failed in this situation. For example, safe neighborhoods. Statistics show repeatedly for decades and decades, it's been true, that 3% of the people commit 70% of the crimes. The Democrats have decided through defunding the police and bail reform and all their little catchphrases, they've decided to coddle those three percent at the cost of the 95 percent of law abiding citizens who want safe neighborhoods. And the same thing with gas prices to satisfy the environmental crew, which is, you know, maybe 20 percent of the country, they're making 80% of the country pay outrageous gas prices. Let's remember that even with the slightly current dip that we've had, gas prices are double what they were just two years ago. Nobody can deny these facts. The education system is failing. What middle class, 
And poor people want more than almost anything else is good education for their kids so their kids can escape poverty. I've said this over and over again. The woman may be a high school dropout herself, but she knows darn well she doesn't want her kids to be high school dropouts. She wants them to go to college, to become doctors, to become businessmen, to become lawyers, to become you know, scientists, to become whatever they their talents can take them, to become artists, whatever the case may be. And education is the key to that. And we've got to have politicians and organizations with the guts to go to these communities and lay it on the line and say, this is what we believe in. This is how we will achieve these things. Okay, but you have to get them to listen first. And every all those problems you just described are apparent. Um, but there is, I think the Democrats and the schools and the universities and the media have effectively morally disqualified Republicans in the minds of many of the of these people who are the worst who are the worst victims of Democrat Party policies. If you, for example, I, I, for example, if you had a real Nazi, not a Republicans or Nazi Nazi, but a real Nazi, jackboot wearing, swastika wearing, zinc hiling Nazi, you would never get to the point with him. You know, he's got a pretty good tax plan, and I like his water plan. He'd be morally disqualified. Steve, how can how can you think? Go to the communities. Okay, how do I how do we get the communities that are now voting Democrat to listen? You have to show up. You have to go to the NAACP meetings. You have to go to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce meetings. You need to go to parent meetings. One of the great things that came out of 2022 is the parent revolt. That parents, it wasn't Republican, it wasn't Democrat. It was parents who wanted quality education for the children and knew they weren't getting it. And they knew their children were being sexually groomed. They knew their kids were being taught how to become little racists uh, in the classroom and to hate themselves if they were of a certain race. I'm doing a story where it winds up, if you, Greg, or or you, Doug, ask an Asian person to help you with a math problem, you are microaggressing and you're a racist by asking an Asian, which means, by the way, Doug, that no Asian can be allowed to be a math teacher in a government school because that's a racist statement. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard about that. He, he's absolutely right. And it's it's utterly ridiculous. It, it, and most people know that it's utterly ridiculous. And well, you notice in my entire uh, speech that I just gave there about safe neighborhoods, low gas prices, good education, I didn't mention the word conservative. I didn't mention the word Republican. Let's deal with the issues as they are. And I think we can get people to listen. I saw this with the school choice issue where I pitched the idea. I didn't say this is a conservative idea. I didn't say this was a Republican idea because it's not. It's this is a good idea. And people saw that it was a good idea. I pitched this idea to Hispanic people, to African-American people, to Asian-American people, to white people. I'm sure a whole bunch of them that I dealt with at different times were Democrats. Nobody ever brought up, wait a second, did the Republicans come up with this idea? Nobody ever asked me that. Their response was, this is a good idea. You mean my sister can send her kids to a private school and have money left over for college? They love the idea. Right. But when they ran the ads, if they qualified for the ballot. This is a Republic, the union ads back out. This is a Republican scheme to destroy our schools. You remember with the recall, we're past time for a break. Remember with the recall in July, at the end of July, beginning of August, the polls show that Newsom was in danger of losing. But they, but they effectively turned it with about $100 million of, of ad spending into. Do you want Democrat Gavin Newsom or do you want Trump Republican Larry Elder? And then he won by the usual 60, 40 or thereabouts. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor. 
That's All Star Collision. The place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Pleased to be joined this week by Steve Frank well, with CAPoliticalReview.com. Subscribe to his newsletter, as well as Doug Hauser with the Redlands Tea Party Patriot School Choice and the Unite IE Coalition. We've been talking about California politics and the key question of all facing all of us, Texas, Florida, or Belize? And you know, <laughs> Certainly, certainly Texas and Florida are getting more traffic, so maybe Belize has uh, Belize is a less crowded these days. Dominating the news, of course, is the uh, fiasco or drama or whatever you want to call it going on in uh, the House of Representatives as the Republicans, with their slight majority of 222 uh, seats, try to elect a speaker. And thus far, there's about 20 conservatives who are just who will not vote for Kevin McCarthy, which is enough such to keep him from getting elected speaker. And neither side seems to be budging, although there are indications that there are negotiations behind the scenes. So, Steve, what's your view of this, and how do you see it playing out? First of all, I think this is a good thing, not a bad thing. I believe the idea that the Republicans are not a monolith, that we just don't blindly follow a leader, that's a good thing. Second good thing is that we're finding out as a general public more about how the the uh, Congress operates. For instance, the uh, the 20 uh, Republicans holding out are demanding a 72 hour wait before there's a vote on uh, bills that are printed. And that under Pelosi had stopped and they want to increase to uh, include that again. The problem is that under McCarthy, he has said, yes, I'll give you the 72-hour wait period, but the Rules Committee can exempt any bill they want. In other words, there is no 72-hour wait period from the time it's printed. That's important. What came out last night was an absolute shock to me. It winds up that the uh, leadership fund run by McCarthy has been going into open district, Republican district, races where there's no incumbent and trying to use McCarthy money to nominate a uh, a moderate Republican instead of a conservative Republican and using Republican conservative money to do that. They got him to uh, to stop that as part of the uh, agreement as of last night. So we're learning a lot more about the manipulation. Last, something that everyone has talked about for, for years, behind closed doors, but Congressman Bill Thomas, who uh, 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 McCarthy once called my surrogate father, called uh, Bill Thomas, who's now retired, called uh, McCarthy a liar and a cheat and a manipulator who can't be trusted. His word cannot be trusted. But that's what they knew in, in Washington. And now it's being known nationwide. So I think it's good. And even if McCarthy becomes speaker, they now have the mechanism or will have the mechanism to overturn him if he lies again. So would you see this as they're they're negotiating the terms as opposed to they think they're going to elect somebody else as speaker? That's correct. Every every report shows another compromise. And every time we find out what that compromise is, it's not a compromise. It's good government that's being asked for. And I like that. So I don't see this as a uh, as as something bad. And I compare it to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she made it clear that you'd be punished if uh, you didn't follow her wishes. And uh, she made sure her people got elected. 
that's not the way. And they all voted, as you know, uh, unanimously for every one of Joe Biden's uh, six trillion dollar expenditures. So, no, I'm, I'm glad that we have a Republican Party that's willing to show that we're not a monolith that we are a grassroots party and we're willing to listen to reason and act in an ethical and moral way. Uh, Question. If they, whatever new rules they negotiate for bringing bills to the floor or passing bills, will those rules be binding on future speakers or, you know, even conceivably some sometime eventually in the future when the Democrats control the house again, will those rules still be binding? No, those rules have to be renewed every two years, whether Republican is speaker or Democrat is speaker. But the important part, which uh, is part of your question, is what happens if he uh, uh, in July uh, does not abide by some of those uh, agreements he made? And the answer is it will take either one or five members to uh, vacate a motion to vacate the chair and literally. And the chair will be vacated. He will no longer be speaker. So that's what they have over him to hold him to the agreements he made. Would he then be ineligible to run for speaker again, or would it simply be a revote? It'd be a revote. Well, the first vote would be to vacate the chair. And if they vacate the chair, he's no longer speaker. And then he does have the right under the rules uh, as one of the 435 members to be nominated uh, for uh, uh, for uh, speakership. One of the most important. Theoretically, we could find ourselves in the exact same position uh, six months down the road. Only if he uh, backtracks on his agreement. Okay, right. Now, you, you also, but you, the risk mile would also be is that if uh, five rhino Republicans and join with the Democrats, they could also bring a motion to uh, vacate the chair and potentially uh, kick him out. So he's got problems on both his left and his right flank. Let me give you the history, though. Under Pelosi, it was five. But before Pelosi became speaker for over 100 years before her, it was only one. So for 100 years, we've had that hanging over every speaker, just one person can can ask for a va- uh, vacation of the chair. Right. But, we don't, but you still need the vote. And if right. all the Democrats and five Republicans decide to, they want, they want uh, McCarthy's being too conservative and caving, and in their words, caving, in our words, seeing the light of doing what the conservatives want, then they could potentially uh, kick him out as well. One of the most, uh, I Important rule changes, I don't know if they've ado- agreed to it or not, would be it's called majority of the majority. So that uh, in, in times past, even when there's a Republican speaker, is if they can't get the Republicans to support some big spending bill or debt ceiling increase or what have you that the swamp wants, they would use a minority of Republicans and the Democrats to get it passed. So majority of the majority says that any bill has to have majority support of the Republicans to be brought to the floor. And I don't know if you know, Steve, is that part of what McCarthy has agreed to? As of this morning, it isn't, and it's still being argued. And it's part of uh, what Congressman uh, Byron uh, Donald talked about this morning, uh, the need for the caucus to control the floor rather than one person, the speaker. And that's one of the uh, things that's holding up. An agreement. Yeah. Which is interesting. I think, that's a, I think that's a good idea. I would support that proposal. I like that idea. The majority of the majority. Um, and I also may say that I don't know him personally. I've seen Byron Donalds on TV probably 10 times or so over the last couple of years. And I'm very impressed with him. He, he's, he's a very strong person. If he is not to ascend to the leadership now, hopefully at some time in the future, he takes a significant, significant role in the party, in my opinion. Well, here's the problem with this majority of the majority of the conference. The conference can vote any way it pleases. That doesn't mean that a member of the conference has to vote that way. And so you still have the problem of getting them to vote unanimously like Pelosi did uh, with her her caucus 
I don't think Republicans are willing to do that. So while that's a good thing to have, and I agree with that, uh, it doesn't mandate a a vote that's uh, enforceable. Correct. But but it keeps the speaker from controlling too much, I think. Um, and, and, and it also prevents what Greg was just talking about, which is a minority of the majority siding with the majority of the minority and possibly <laughs> bringing something to pass. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was passing the uh, the another one point seven trillion um bloated spending bill. Uh, that is all the time we have this week. I want to thank both of you for being on the show and all the work you're doing for the cause of saving our country, freedom, and republic. And um, she'll be broadcasting the, on the weekend, but I'll, we'll thank him in advance, Steve Frank, for being at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots on Thursday night, where he gave a wonderful, fantastic presentation that was very well received by our members. And as always, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, And whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me at 951-252-2027. That's 951-252-2027. One last time, day or night, area code 951-252-2027. Or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.